You're literally like the fourth person to say that I don't do newborns, and I'm included in that list as well. It's tough. Like, when I do do family photos, and especially if they're, they have a newborn, because they are literally a sack of potatoes. They don't move. They don't even sit up. Like, they just... <laughs> so... I'll do it, but I do more kind of like candid and like lifestyle. So it's like yeah. play with the the, the child. Yeah. I don't want to touch the child because right. I'm not scared a- I'm going to break it, which you won't. But but I just it, it's so intimidating to do it and to see what Sunny does and what she does with it. It's, yeah. it, it blows my mind. So it's a different creative space for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and like posing the child, having to deal with like feeding them in between, making sure they're comfortable, cleaning up when explosions happen. Different kinds of explosions. Many, many <laughs> facets, many faucets, many places. Where's the off button? Oh, I don't think there is an off button. Not with kids, no. joining us on another episode of It Was F8, brought to you by John's Photo, where we talk to your local photographers, get to know them a little bit better. I'm your host, Jess Loso, and today we're joined by Dwayne. It's me! <laughs> Mario. It's me! <laughs> Dwayne! <laughs> That's going to be your name from now on. I, I, I opened up that cat box. There you whatever. go. I don't even know if cat box is a thing, Let's but you could, I don't know. It is patent pending. Well, let's get started. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the industry. I mean, I moved here, like you reminded me before we started recording, 12 years ago now. It doesn't seem like it's been 12 years, yeah. but 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, went to what was Prairie View Photography School, which yeah. is how we met. Yes. Um, went through that because I was working in the oil field in Saskatchewan before, and I was just like, I'm done this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this job anymore mm-hmm. i want to kind of flex my art muscle if you mm-hmm. want to call it that and mm-hmm. do stuff so then i went to prairie view for the year um worked a local camera shop after that and then just decided it's time to do this full time so quit there and then just started doing photography full time kind of one of those things it's like better get off the pot so it had <laughs> to happen that. you made the magic happen it i there was some magic in this, sure. <laughs> so what do you primarily shoot? Uh, a lot of what I shoot, I, I kind of go all over the place. Um, most Mostly weddings, um, a lot of concerts. I love shooting music. Music is kind of my jam. It's what I love doing. It's my happy place. Um, it doesn't pay a lot or it doesn't pay anything sometimes, but it's like my stress reliever. It's my happy place, like I said, and it's what I love doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I shoot event photography for like award ceremonies for like large corporations and stuff like that. So it's it's great because I just react. I don't have to set anything up and I just kind of do that. What's one area you'd love to delve into? I don't really know. I kind of do everything I love doing. Like, actually no, I think I know. I'd like to do a more, you know like David LaChapelle? Yes. The photographer? Something like that. Like mm-hmm. a full set build not that I want to do that but have it in my mind and get someone to build it mm-hmm. and then light it and then you're just shooting a shot yeah. one single one obviously more than one but yeah. that would be kind of something so I guess a little more commercial yeah high fashion yeah but not fashion because I'm not a fashion person unless someone else is styling everything yeah. and just I'm more into shooting it so that would probably be one of the big ones I'd like to do and I do have one sort of already kicking around in my head that I'd okay. like to do 
It's kind of like a fine art piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's kind of makes a statement mm-hmm. without, you know, it without being, it being, I guess, compartmentalized into one genre. Yeah, and you're not like doing like a commercial shot for like Gucci or <laughs> something like that. Just like it's just something in my head that I thought of and mm-hmm. make it some art. What was your first camera? Well, if you want to get a real technical, probably a disposable camera. Okay. That's probably my first one. Um, but other than that, would be, I still got it. I went through Prairie View with it. Uh, it's a Rebel XTI, mm-hmm. I think. So that would have been my first actual mm-hmm. camera that I used and didn't really know how to use it yeah. until... We went to school. Until we went to school, like I kind of knew, but it was just in the green auto mode. Do you have a go-to piece of equipment? My camera? <laughs> do you have a favorite piece? I, uh, I do. Uh, I mean, right now I'm shooting Nikon. I switched from Canon to Nikon. But I would say, like, other than my body, uh, my favorite piece of equipment would be my 35mm. Okay. Like, I've got a Sigma 35mm art lens, and that's on... 85% of the time. Yeah. Do you have a dream piece of equipment? I don't have gas. I don't have gear acquisition syndrome. I don't really have that. There's a lot of amateur, quote unquote amateurs, that have way nicer stuff than I do. Yeah. I buy stuff that makes me money. Yeah. Um, I guess right now would be, I'm thinking of going mirrorless. So a new body would mm-hmm. be wonderful and it's going to happen sooner than later. My dream piece, like, out of the world, if I had a million dollars to buy the biggest telephoto lens I could get, really, that would be it. What would what would you use it for? Concerts. Yeah, I mean, I would use it once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. but like having I don't even know what the biggest one is. I think I've seen like a thousand millimeters in Sigma, say, yeah. that big huge Canon. Yeah, thing. that because when I get stuck back in the soundboard, it's like I'm right there. Then yeah. it's like I don't care. Cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna bring a whole rigging thing to hold this. You're gonna thing need up. five tripods. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that would be it because I don't really lust after gear at all. Like no, I think it's easy to do so when you're first starting out, right? Yeah. Because you have so many options, and then once you kind of get a feel for like how you like shooting, you know, you get acquainted with your gear, then it's kind of like okay, well, I'm you know sticking with this brand or. You know, like my camera does enough, and cameras do a lot yeah. these days. And especially once you figure out that all of a sudden that 24 to 70 has sat on the shelf for six months and you haven't touched it, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I don't need this because I'm using my primes. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, obviously having every lens ever available mm-hmm. would be wonderful, yeah. but I don't need them. Like, I like keeping a nice little thing where I can just throw everything into my backpack mm-hmm. and go. Do you have a favorite place that captured or to enjoy? So many places have their benefits, their drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, like for concerts, I love shooting the big arena shows, yeah. like here in Winnipeg mm-hmm. at the Burt or Canada Life Place. You get big production, you get you know big crowd. Mm-hmm. It's I don't want to say it's easier to shoot, but you get a show. It's yeah. a spectacle. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You get pyro. But then there's like shooting at the Park Theater. Mm-hmm. It's still big, It's still, but it's a lot more intimate. Yeah. So there's like, everyone's kind of more into it. You're kind of crammed, packed together yeah. a little bit more. That's kind of more of a community feel. It's just the shows. Theater, right? Yeah. yeah. And then weddings, I mean, give me anywhere. Uh, I, <laughs> just as long as it's outside. I don't like being stuck in the studio too much. I just feel 
very restricted huh. in any kind of studio setting. I'm just like, I can, look, let's just go outside. Let's, <laughs> I'll put a light up outside. Let's do that. Like no walls. Yeah, I don't break that fourth wall. <laughs> do you have a favorite photo? And it could be of yours or somebody else's work. There is a photo of a guy named Tony Sly. I shot it when he played here in Winnipeg at the Pyramid. Uh, he played with a guy named Dave Haas. Mm -hmm. I arranged it through their agent to shoot their portraits before the show. And fast forward a couple of years, he ended up passing away. They did a, he, he was in a band called No Use for a Name. I sent it to the Fat Records uh, person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, here's five or six photos that I have. If you can use them, great. If you can't, cool, whatever, that's fine. Went away camping, came back on the weekend, actually checked by email, and they're like, yeah, they want to use it for the cover of his tribute album. It's a bittersweet thing, because if I could take that photo back and still have him and have his music, I would love that. Yeah. But I, I didn't make, it's probably the one I'm most well-known for without mm -hmm. being well-known for it. Like, people wouldn't necessarily know it's mine. Mm -hmm. I always look at it, it's my one way I've given back to the punk rock community that I love mm -hmm. and that has given me so much and so many friends. So that's, I guess, my favorite photo. Yeah. And it's not even that technically great, it's just... But there's a lot of meaning behind it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And the fact he was just nice enough, it literally took me five minutes to shoot it. Like, <laughs> I shot 30, 40 frames in five minutes, and one light set up on a backdrop, and we were done. Like, it was great. What's your ultimate photography goal? As I've gotten older, it's changed. Yeah. Before, it was to do, like, tour photography mm -hmm. or videography yeah. now. Um, that would still be great. It would take a lot for me to want to leave my house. Yeah and my province for like two three months at a time like i don't know if i'd be into that so much anymore as long as i've got like an actual bunk on a bus yeah. or a hotel room makes sense sure i i would do it i'm pretty much happy with where i'm at there's yeah. no i just want to keep creating great stuff for like for doing concerts for myself for the people i work for i guess my goal would be just to keep learning and keep yeah. figuring stuff out and not become stale and old and just not care anymore. What's your craziest story related to photography? Me and my friend Melissa Johnson started up a podcast. Mm -hmm. This was kind of her baby in which we get other, it's called Filters Removed, mm -hmm. and we get other photographers' stories mm -hmm. if they're cringy, if they're funny, if they're horrible, and then we read them and just react to them. And yeah. there literally are no filters. Mm -hmm. There, People know way too much about me if you've ever listened to the podcast. <laughs> Things you probably don't want to know. Or do want to know. Or do want to know mm -hmm. and call me out on later. There was one story where some guy that shot real estate and he was in there without the, the realtors being there or agents or anyone. Yeah. They just said, here's the keys, go in here, shoot it, lock up, put yeah. it back in lockbox, leave. So he was doing that. Or she, I don't remember who, if it was a guy or... No, it was a guy. Yeah. Um, and he really had to go to the bathroom. And it was really hot. And there was, like, no air conditioning in there because they turned the air conditioning off. So he, got, he stripped down to his underwear, went, and number two, swamped out the whole plate. Like, just, it was gross, he said. And he's, like, a sweaty, hot mess, taking photos afterwards. He's like, the bathroom is disgusting. And then the agent's assistant comes in, and then he heard hear voices, and he's sitting there in his underwear, sweaty. And I'm like, how am I ever going to compete with that? Like, that's 
I don't have photo. I don't have photo stories like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you want photo stories like no, that. No, no, I not for no. yourself. We'll, we'll hear about for it. other stuff. Yeah, that's great. Well, we'll hear um, about it on your podcast. Yes, <laughs> uh, I guess mine would be. I've shot some meet and greets at uh, for the the folks at True North. Okay. So like I've met uh, Lady Gaga, which was great. Yeah. She was very nice. Um, I shot her meet and greet. Uh, my biggest one, actually, I just said my biggest one. I got to shoot Garth Brooks and Meet and Greet. I love me some Garth Brooks. Yeah. So that I have never been so nervous for a shoot in my entire life, and it's literally a grip and grin. Like it's mm-hmm. one camera, one flash. Mm-hmm. The exacts go around, shake, click, click, click. Yeah. That's it. But I was so nervous, and he was the sweetest human being ever. Wow. He came in. And he's like, hey, my name's Garth, what's your name? And you shook my hand, and I was just like, you're, everyone says you're nice, and he truly was really, really nice. So that's my craziest one, I guess. Okay. It's not really no. that crazy, it was just super cool. It was a moment for you. It was a huge moment. Yeah. I oh, loved it. Keep it forever. Yes. <laughs> what is the piece of advice that you would give to those looking to get into photography? Just do it. People ask, like, what's the best camera? Whatever you have. Mm-hmm. I probably take more photos on my phone for personal stuff mm-hmm. than I do with my camera ever because I don't want to carry my camera around. It's big, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. I can't just put it down, not that I put my phone down, you can leave it anywhere. Mm-hmm. But just whatever you have, take it. And yeah. then if you want to get serious about it, mm-hmm. then start looking at, you know, Canon, Nikon, Sony any of those brands and really figuring out that hey i want to do this or i don't Mm -hmm. so it's just do it screw up make mistakes yeah find out what not to do check out youtube like there's so many resources now instead of the old boys club where they wouldn't let anyone else in and be like no we're not going to tell you anything which i find winnipeg not too much like that Mm -hmm. they're very inclusive everyone's super chill like I've asked Ian McCausland questions, and he's like, yeah, it's like this and this and whatever, and it's like, thank you. You said that one of the shows that you like watching is Superstar. I have some Superstar questions oh, for you to, to see how well you know Superstar. Oh, well, let's hope for the best here. Okay, so what kind of YouTube videos does Adam invest in? Is it barbecue? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the grilling video. Oh, yes. yeah, the grilling videos. What theme did Jerry and Sandra have for their wedding? Was it like a boat theme? Yes. So it was oh, monocle. Yes. But it was funny because the only place that they could rent for the venue was a Western themed restaurant. What city is Jonah originally from? Is he like New York? No. Is he somewhere East Coast? Kinda. Because it's not like... East Coast, but Eastern. I'm not even sure. Um, so Chicago. What is Cheyenne and Bo's daughter's name? Oh jeez. I don't, I don't know. Any guess? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say harpsichord. I don't know. You're not far off from like the age. It's harmonica. <sighs> Which employee is Glenn's brother-in-law? Is he the optometrist? No. No. Not sure. It's Elias. <clears throat> Elias is the one. He doesn't have a lot of lines. He oh, kind of just hangs okay. around in the background a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has glasses. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I ever... They mention it very, like, in passing. Yeah. Yeah. In the Halloween episode, who do they find in the wall? Oh, the, uh, oh, God, I watch him on TikTok all the time. I, he's the creepy guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know his name, but he's the creepy weirdo that nobody likes, and they find him in the wall. Yeah, creepy Sal. 
So the last bit is you get to read a photography pun. Oh. So you get to pick which one it is, and when you pick it, you're going to look directly into the camera. Be as convincing as possible. How many photographers does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. 50. One to change the bulb, and the 49 to say, I could have done that. Okay, <laughs> thanks for coming no in. I'm glad there wasn't that much water. <laughs> and thanks for joining us on another episode. Until FA brings us back together, we'll see you next time.